Business success usually comes to those who are too busy to be looking for it. Join RVK for the award-winning RV on Business Show every Tuesday at 12 midday. It's not about thinking out of the box. There is no box. Only on 101.9 High FM. Welcome to this very different edition of the Avion Money. We're going to turn the tables around today. I've never done this before. And this was an idea of Dina Hesp of Talking Point, who is a lady who has given us many, many interviews over the years, introduced many wonderful companies to the show. And Dina said to me, well, why don't I interview you? And I thought, you know, that's not a bad idea. I've been doing this for many years. And let's turn the tables. So, Dina, welcome back to Fire FM. Thanks, Avi. Good to be here. Great. So now I'm going to pervert sort of change seats and hand Absolutely. over. Absolutely. And Great. I'm just going to try to be obedient and listen to the questions and answer them as they come to me. Okay. Sounds like a good plan. So as Abby says, we thought we'd change things up a bit and get to know the man behind the mic. So Abby, welcome as a guest on your show. It's great to be here. <laughs> That's good. So you've given us insights into different people across the kaleidoscope of businesses over the years. In fact, how many years has it been? I'm actually not quite sure. I'm sure it's yeah. been eight years now. Um, wow. That, that I've been doing the show at IFM and, uh, it, the years just seem to have rolled into each other week after week, month after month. But yes, it's been, it's been quite a long time and I've been through quite a journey with, with IFM, but it's been the most phenomenal experience. So what things stand out the most for you in this experience? The, the thing that I think that stands out most is that Often in life, we're given opportunities that are daunting. And mm-hmm. it's, it's about not being scared or being scared, but allowing yourself to go on the experience, to go for the journey. Um, when Kathy approached me to do a show, I, I was no stranger to public speaking. a lot for uh, Momentum, where I was working at the time. And I had, you know, lectured at a varsity level and taught for many years. So it didn't, that side of it didn't intimidate me. But what did intimidate me was that I was given a very specific role. I wasn't to talk about financial planning, rather about business. And financial planning is what I did, is what I was qualified to do. And I remember then speaking to Liron Mazur, who should only be healthy and well and, and really continue to recover from, uh, from the COVID experience that he's had, and he's been a real role model to all of us with his commitment and his faith, the way he's, he's just stuck to it and he should just continue to get better. Niran said to me, please, like, don't, don't, you know, walk on my turf. Don't speak to fund managers. Don't speak to, to investment houses, you know, because that's what I do. And he was doing the, the, the financial planning show. So all of a sudden my scope became very limited and I really had to find a way to do it. And uh, again, I was very lucky. I called uh, Wayne McCurry, who I had known personally for many years to get that momentum. And I said, Wayne, I need your help. And Wayne came on the show with me for the first show. Um, it was a, a evening show, five to six, I think on a Tuesday or Thursday. And he just held my hand through it because he had been doing this for many, many years. And he really broke the ice. The next week, I set up another. I set up a CEO from a very big uh, 
company and the guy stood me up. So I sat in the studio mm-hmm. and I had no one to interview. I had prepared nothing but that interview. And for an hour, to be honest, what I did is I went through every single varsity textbook that I could remember. Every honors textbook that I had, I was involved with or busy studying at the time um, for my CFP and I just regurgitated all this information. Um, every other radio show, business show that I'd listened to, every book that I'd read, I just tried to make mm-hmm. some sort of semblance of normality and put it forward and I got through the hour. And then from there on, it just worked. And every time I was stood up, you know, once I was able to to make a, a go of it regardless, and that didn't happen very often. And then and then again, the, the shows amalgamated, so I was really able, I was given more freedom to do what I wanted to do. But to come back to your question, what I've learned is that one sometimes, one's often just has to go out of their comfort zone, go beyond that which they're okay with and used to doing, and just go beyond that and not see it as a scary venture, but rather see it as an experience and something that you can learn from. Yes, I think that's very interesting because I think that we often very scared to push ourselves out of our comfort zone and we don't maybe even realize that we are in a comfort zone and we think that, that this is just the way it is and it, it sort of brings me back to the payoff line for your show which which says that um, we're not thinking out of the box, there is no box. Is, is, is Was that something that you came up with? No, I, I must say I've had nothing to do with any of those jingles. Uh, if I did, I think I would have pronounced my name the way I like it to be pronounced. And not How do you like it? Pronounced. But be that as it may, <laughs> no, I haven't. And uh, again, the show, the, 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 the station just does amazing work. It's new, it's innovative, it's fresh. There was something happening. So, uh, no, I didn't come up with that stuff. Okay, because one does have to think out, out of the box. I mean, that is the only way forward. Would you agree? I absolutely agree, and I think that's why the, the, the show's done so nicely because we've had the ability to have a diverse number of guests, be able to do different things, but it just mm-hmm. comes from the fact that we don't have to fill every 10-minute segment or three-minute segment between ad breaks with a different topic. We're able to have one topic and just really flesh it out over time. Um, the Zoom is difficult because there's no energy, so to speak, in the studio. Mm. We're interacting with people. Um, I'm interacting with you now. I can see, I can see you, and you can see me, and mm. the eye contact in a way. But it's not the same as being in the studio. Um, but that's great. But uh, I quickly need to come back into my role and let you know that we actually need to Go it. Um, Craig, I don't know. I think we're a bit early, but let's take an ad break back right now. And when we come back, I'll continue to be interviewed by Dina, by Dina Hess from Talking Point. This is RV on Business. Welcome back to 101.9 High FM. I shouldn't be saying this. Dina's interviewing me, so she should be saying this. Because that's this whole corona story, I'm holding my cell phone with the live read. So, Dina, let me do that, and then cool. I'll go back into the obedience seat. This <laughs> has opened a magnificent new store in the neighborhood complex in Linksfield, corner 7 and Club Street. It's a full store, which means that in addition to your med supplements, hygiene, and health foods, this Kim Linksfield has a wellness and a well-baby clinic. There's 
free ample ample free parking and remember Discount also does free deliveries. That's Discount Field pharmacists who care. Right, welcome back to 101.9 High FM, the Avi on Money Show. I'm Avi, but Dina's interviewing me, and Dina, go for it. Cool. So, Avi, um, what are some key lessons that you've learned from others on your show? I think the thing that really stands out to me is that I've been incredibly privileged to interview phenomenal people, um, existing CEOs, young and upcoming entrepreneurs, people with incredible and sometimes intimidating titles. And when you meet them in the, in the waiting room and you introduce yourself, it's very nice and relaxed and interview always goes well. I think I've had one unpleasant interview in all the years where the person wasn't cooperative. And then after the show, it's done and you walk out with the person and you're chatting. All of a sudden you realize that either dads and mom or moms, so they, 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 they spouses, they've got their own life issues, they've got challenges, you've got a lot in common, you might have a lot different, and all of a sudden the title is no longer there. You're just speaking to the individual. And mm-hmm. this connection that you brought with this person over the last half an hour or an hour, or however long the interview was, and what it really showed me is that people are looking for connection. Yes, let's not take away the tremendous responsibility that a CEO of a large corporation has. And not only responsibility, you don't get there by waking up one morning and deciding, I want to be a CEO. One has to earn the right, earn the position, and then one has to keep it going forward. Mm-hmm. Um, ultimately, people are people. And um, that's really what it boils down to, you know. Uh, there's a lot of top economists that you interview and now with things on Zoom and you're talking to them, all of a sudden they're sitting at home in their tracksuit and, um, you know, one guy apologized and he said, if you hear music, it's practicing the piano next door. They've got a Zoom piano lesson. All of a sudden, it's just an oh, just another one of the guys. And yet when the interview was over, it was mind-blowing. It was revealing about certain things. So, so that's really what I've learned is that everybody is a person and to respect the person for what they've achieved and what they want to get across. But ultimately, there's much more in common than there is that's not in common. Mm. I think that's something very interesting. Um, you know, we often are scared to approach people because, um, A, it's out of our comfort zone and, B, we think that they might be too above us or that or or, or we don't have any, something in common. So what would you advise the listeners? If, if, if they're wanting to do something, they're wanting to maybe approach somebody, maybe even with a business idea or something like that, um, bound something off somebody or, or get advice, um, how, how can they implement that in, in their own personal lives? It's so easy to sit here and tell people what to do. Um, because it's a challenge that I have every day. I'm a financial planner at Discovery, um, and on a daily basis, you know, I have these challenges. I might come across as very confident on the radio and outspoken and, you know, hold my ground. But by nature, I'm a very quiet, um, very reserved, shy individual. I'm not an outgoing, gregarious sort of person. And it's difficult sometimes for me to pick up the phone and make the phone call. And, all it takes is one bad experience 
to sort of put you off for the next seemingly 2,000 calls that mm. approaches, advances that you need to make. But once you make them and you realize that the, the, the comeback is good and positive and warm and encouraging, you might need to nurture it. You might need to call a few times or chase somebody around a little bit. But on the whole, one just needs to go for it. Um, not swish, just do it. And that would be my, my, my strongest advice to people. And um, be prepared, have information at hand, and go to people and ask a direct, straightforward question. Um, and you'll often be very surprised at the answer you'll get. And if you wanted a yes and you got a no, no is also an answer. It means that either I'm going to stop bashing my head against this wall and I'm going to go somewhere else, or well, that was the first rejection. Let me try again. Let me persevere. Um, and one thing that Corona's taught us is that I don't think there's a person alive today who doesn't know someone who has become a victim to Corona. Um, God forbid, in the, in the worst experience, someone's passed away, someone who's been really, really ill. Um, and what it just shows us is that tomorrow's too late. Today is the day. Today is the day to do things, to get things done, to pick up the phone. Um, and if I could just maybe move away from a business point, it's speaking no, please to different areas. That person you haven't spoken to for so long, just pick up the phone. Say, hi, sorry, I haven't been in touch with you. Make the phone call. The same thing in business. It's almost like you've got an opportunity now in business to go where you didn't want to go before because you maybe haven't been there for a long time or you feel a little bit scarm to use a colloquial parlance, but just because Corona gives you a perfect excuse to do that. Go there, out of your comfort zone. Um, and, and that's, that's what, what people need to do. If you just look at the businesses that have been started, the initiatives that have come around, um, the, the people who have moved position in order to fit into what's going on now, it's change. Um, and, uh, Take Johnny Brunberg, who is the uh, CEO of the many, many years, is now the CEO of a new venture that Discovery is doing that sort of off the Discovery radar, but getting this whole COVID PPC um, up, up and running and helping people and getting them to getting corporates to the cold face, helping people, bringing stuff in. That's a new venture. That's a new goal. It's unknown. It's uncertain. But people have done it. And, and that's what I'd really encourage people to do now in every facet of their lives. Today's the day. Tomorrow's maybe too late. Grab it, do it, and most of all, just be passionate about what you're doing. You know, people always say, don't do things that you don't enjoy. I don't think we have the luxury to choose what we do and don't enjoy. But if you're going to do it, just be passionate about it. And there's, there's a wonderful line that doesn't come from a business book. It actually comes from a children's movie called Dogs and Broomsticks. And, uh, the charlatan in the movie says, doesn't make, doesn't make a difference what you do. So long as you do it with a flair. And that's what it's all about is doing things with a flair. If you're going to do something, just say, I'm committing to this now and I'm going to put myself into it. Um, because I'm paranoid that tomorrow I'm going to come down with corona and end up in a respirator. Because I've got an opportunity now, and I'm not going to squander it, because there are millions of, or half a million people around the world whose opportunities have been taken away from them. So just take advantage of it and get it done now. Mm, I love what you 
Absolutely. I think, um, you know, we so often we get told you have to be passionate about something in order to be successful at it. And passion is the ultimate thing and you have to find your passion in life and that's the ultimate goal. But I, I, I like what you said that, you, you know, whatever you're going to do, you, you do it with, with absolute gumption and that you mean it and, 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 and you can find a certain joy in it, even if it's something that you are scared of. You can still find a, a way to make it meaningful to you. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. So tell me, Adi. So just from there, um, you've interviewed many people at the top of their game. Would you say that there's a common denominator of traits amongst these people? I think there are, and there's been many books written on that sort of stuff and how people get to those positions, but. Maybe let me just share what happened towards the end of last year. And, and I'm sure, Dina, you were involved in a few of those interviews. I had a slew of interviews with young white entrepreneurs. And I say those words deliberately and I've chosen them because here were young people, all with degrees, some of them with PA, one guy with a PhD who had worked, some of them had worked overseas, come back to South Africa, and they had, they had made their mark here. They had hung their hat up here. They had flag, they were starting to fly their flag in South Africa, and there was only positivity. There was only um, looking forward and just a tremendous amount of passion that came from these youngsters. And I just sat there with such a sense of humility, listening to them and asking them questions, because there wasn't even a hint of um, concern about the political noise that's going on. Not a hint of concern that the growth in the country was almost static, um, which was a good thing compared to where we are now. But be that as it, these guys were just going forward and they were delivering, the, the, the developing either very simple apps to help children understand the value of money and how to save, or very sophisticated stuff to help people with bigger investments, but they were committed and they were going for it. And I just looked at these youngsters and I was so humbled and so encouraged by them. And then I had two or three, I remember very clearly, young black entrepreneurs coming forward, uh, both guys and girls, men and women, who had been in the corporate world and top of their game. One of them was a top lady at F&B, other was a top guy at Alexander Forbes, and now they're going out on their own. And they're going out with innovative product. They're going out with what they feel the people in the street need and what the people in the street are asking for. And all of them had taken a big smack, um, both financially, um, from a security point of view. And when the interview starts, there's this tremendous sense of confidence. And as you start going, you see the chink in the armor. And as I said before, when you walk out to them, you see the vulnerability come out. And in that vulnerability, you just see a humility. You see a tremendous commitment to the country. You see people who are just prepared to do anything ethical and moral and hardworking to get ahead. And there's just no issues. Race is not an issue. Color is not an issue. Creed, religion, gender. They're just people who want to build something that can contribute to the wellness of the country they can look after their families. Yes, they want to become wealthy, and capitalism is what it's all about, and I'm 100% behind that. But 
it's those people that are saluted, those youngsters from across the spectrum of South Africa who have really, not because they've got nowhere else to go, but because they stand here and they are committed and they're passionate. So in a long-winded way, that's those are the people that I respect most in, over, over the years that I've interviewed. Okay. So you would say that um, commitment and passion, those seem to be two words that you, you speak about. Would you say that those are um, keys to, to success? And uh, when we're talking about success, it doesn't necessarily mean that you have to be the CEO, but just um, whatever you are going to be doing, that you're going to do it wholeheartedly and, you know, put your full focus there. A hundred percent. I don't know if you remember a guy, Dan Moyani, used to be on the morning show with John Robbie many, many, many years ago. And I interviewed him a while ago on Chai FM together with them. His name um, was, uh, excuse me, I forget, was the previous CEO of Momentum of the MMI group. Okay. And one thing that Dan said is that you walk past the cleaner in the morning, and you don't even greet the guy. But even realize that the floor sparkles at 6 o'clock in the morning and at 6 o'clock in the evening. Have you ever stopped to ask the guy, first of all, what his name is? How are you? How are you doing? Might have traveled three hours on a taxi to get to work. Complimented him on an amazing presentation he gives every single day. And ask him, how do you do it? What do you use? You know, not that we want to sweep floors, but just look at someone who's passionate, doing an amazing mm-hmm. job, and learn from that. So that, that that's that's an important angle. But just to, to finish off, if you take um, um, Elon Musk, if you look yeah. at Elon Musk's history, South Africa was brutal to him. Still got a twisted nose for being bullied in high school. Um, and if you read his book, one thing that he does is, number one, look, he's a different mind there. He's one of those few human beings built with just drive that is sort of off the charts. But when you took at his space travel, he didn't study aeronautical engineering at varsity. He became passionate about it, joined every group, every society, wrangled his way in, ducked and dived, gave parties, spoke rubbish. He sort of got it until people started listening to him and so he started having a presence in that area. And then he hired the best of the best, whether he could or couldn't afford it. But his passion is what allowed people to stick with him. Mm-hmm. Launch happened a few months ago with his 4 by 4 where they threw steel balls at the window and nothing was meant to happen, and both windows broke. Elon didn't, he didn't, he didn't flinch on the, st- on, 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 the, on the stage. I'm sure people got fired, but he didn't flinch. Mm-hmm. Within days... Whatever the problem was, it was fixed and he moved on. He didn't allow that to, to hamstring him, um, mm-hmm. to allow him not to go forward. So, yes, if you look at um, Elon Musk, it's passion, it's dedication above anything else. And, again, just to – it is high FM, so let's maybe bring a little bit of Jewish um, thought into it. There's a well-known saying that, that nothing stands – in the way of desire. If you want something bad enough, you will do it. You'll find a way to do it. And that's really all about. It's about committing to it and going for it. One also has to be sensible. If you hit the wall and you realize, uh-uh, this is not working, 
it doesn't mean you fail. It means that you've gone down one path that you don't have to go down again because it doesn't work. Go somewhere else. And sometimes your passion for starting a watch business could end up in a passion for, I don't know, the clothing business. It's the same passion. It's the same drive. You just have to find the ingredient that works for you. So, yes, that's what it is. So to summarize, just be passionate about what you do. Um, I remember a game at the back of the door when, on the late Dr. Rodney Unstruck when he used to close the door in his waiting room. He had a whole preamble over there, but one of the lines was, don't thank me. I should thank you for giving me the opportunity to do what I'm passionate about, to giving me the opportunity to help people. And, and when you look at it from a different angle, all of a sudden life becomes a lot rosier. And I, and I know it sounds very condescending and, you know, it's speaking to people now who are battling. People have got it really, really hard. A lot mm-hmm. of people with income, a lot of people with cut income. Um, a lot of people who just don't know where the next penny or the next meal is coming from. And again, as a community radio station, hats off to the Hevra, to Aaron, to private individuals, to the Rambam. So many organizations are just helping. If you want to see how to run an organization, look at those organizations. People aren't being paid to do it. They're doing it because they're passionate about helping. Um, mm-hmm. They do They are doing it. Yes, the nursing staff being helped and the staff at the Hebra are being paid and they should be exactly so and they should be paid in full. But they go beyond the call of duty and if we just look at what they do, what look at how Tzadah has made COVID manageable for the entire Jewish community. It's driven by one thing and that's passion. And uh, if we can just take a hat or a feather out of all their hats, we all, we all be on a good wicket. Mm, absolutely. I think that yes, passion so is... We run out of time. Okay. You've got about a minute and a half to go. Um, we've got two minutes, 53. So let's use every opportunity. Go ask your question. Okay. Um, all right. So, um, if, okay. If you could give um, a message to the listeners to get through this time, because, yes, passion is unbelievable and commitment is very important. But what happens when you're feeling like you've got nothing left to give? What would be your message for people to start again? Well, not even start again, just rebuild from where they are. First of all, I just want to say that if anybody is feeling like they've reached the end of the line and they actually don't know which to, where to turn, number one is the High FM helpline that wants to be in touch with. Please don't underestimate emotional or what they used to call mental stress or illness. It's, it's real. And if you're really feeling desperate, please, please, please reach out. There are other organizations in the community and in the country that can help you. But what, what, I, what I would encourage people to do is to go onto YouTube and just look for things. I, I know there's one for example, there's one video that I watch from time to time. And the one of the lines that the guy says, he's rapping it, and I hate rap, but what he's saying is that you're lying in bed with coming up with all the excuses not to get out and go and run. It's cold, it's wet, it's not safe, it's this, it's that. But when you're out there, you realize you feel like a different person. And there's another very famous um, video of a Navy SEAL and a retired Navy SEAL who speaks and 
again, it's cliched in a way because it's been played over and over and over again, but waking up at 4.30 and making your bed. And that's what I encourage people to do. Make your proverbial bed. Start again. Take a book off the shelf that you haven't read. Do something that you're passionate about. Take up the lawnmower and do some gardening. Um, take off that, that religious book that you've given your time, this opportunity to do it. And get rid of the vices like sitting in front of the TV and feeling sorry for yourself. Start doing one step positive every single day. And if you've got a family, spend more time with them without cell phones and without distractions. Dina, this has been incredible. The time's actually run away. I've, I've just realized how quickly 40 minutes have gone. Wow. Thank you very much. Thanks for uh, always, and, uh, always giving us tremendous content. And thank Pleasure. you. Um, DJ and Craig, thanks for... Well, thanks, Avi. I've enjoyed this.